This podcast is made possible through donations from listeners like you and our partners at Tallman Equipment, where they pride themselves on equipping their customers with the tools they need to get the job done right. They are dedicated to set the standard for quality, convenience, and reliability. At Tallman, your opinion is important to them. Rate and review any product or tool you've used on their new website at tallmanequipment.com. Line 11 Clothing Company. Making apparel for our first responders with a positive message to patriots that you can be proud of. A proceed of the cost goes to helping our foundation ignite the fire for father engagement. Give them a follow at Line11Clothing on Instagram. And last but not least, Monzingo Knives. Each knife is created with craftsmanship that only a tradesman could provide. Find them on Instagram at Monzingo Knives and get your American-made Monzingo knife today. Welcome to the Show Up Dad podcast. This has been created for hardworking fathers. At the Show Up Dad, we recognize that fathers providing for their children is certainly important. But when men truly understand their unique role and gain the knowledge and skills to be great fathers, they can transform and impact future generations. I'd like to give a warm welcome to Ruben Rodriguez. Ruben joined the IBW March of 2012 and has five beautiful children, Sky 18, Mariah 16, and Isabella 14 from his first marriage. And Ruben also has two young, strapping young boys, little Ruben, seven, and Richard, five, from his second marriage. Welcome to the show, brother. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for having me on the show, homie. Appreciate ah, that. Absolutely, bro. I've been trying to get, on, get you on this uh, podcast for quite some time. Um, you're one of those guys that when you run across, you have a tremendous amount of impact. And uh, you've always had a lot of impact on me. Ruben, I appreciate you. And you're like a brother to me, dude. So I thank you for coming on here for sure. I, I appreciate the words. No problem, man. I know it's been a, a while you've been trying to get me on here. You know me, I'm more of a private person, but I'm glad to be here. And I appreciate you having me on the show. Absolutely, brother. Well, let's go ahead and open up by you telling us a little bit about your childhood. If you, you know, can share that with us. Um, My childhood was pretty good. I came from a middle-class family, you know, both my parents worked. Um, my dad was a real hard worker. He was a glazer for about 20 years. And then he did tile after that. My mom actually sold real estate for a number of years. Um, so it was a lot of fun growing up. My dad was super active with us too. Very healthy individual. We'd get up at four in the morning and I have to go run with him. And it, it was a good time, man. Like my, my dad grew up boxing. We all did. That's our family thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember we get up at four in the morning. Here we go. There's me and my dad running around the block with my hands in the air. And as soon as my elbows drop, hey, pick them back up. <laughs> Damn. But yeah, pick them back up. But it was all good, though, because he didn't just tell me he was there doing it with me. So it was all good. Good mm-hmm. times. But me and my older brother, Ricky, I mean, we had a lot of fun. We were only two years apart and we'd get up and we were those kids that were always outside riding our skateboards, riding our bikes all over banning that's where i grew up right so um mm-hmm. it's always a ton of fun it's like rider skateboards to the local pool during the summertime and just we had a lot of fun a lot of friends growing up and just we we're legit boys you know outside doing our thing man uh banning is that a pretty pretty decent uh, area or is it kind of rough or you know what it's it, i don't think much of it i mean it just all on like people think of it as like kind of a bad area. Right. Mm-hmm. But to me, 
that's where I grew up. That's home. So yeah, I didn't know any better. You know, it is what it is, but things do happen, but it's all about how you carry yourself and the people that you're around. Even, even if you're around certain individuals, it's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. Everything's always about respect. And, you know, if you want to disrespect people and treat people bad, you're going to get that karma on you. So it's really up to you and how you carry yourself as a man. Mm -hmm. And it's good to see that your father mimicked that he showed you what it was to be a man, you know what I mean, just from waking you up and having you have that self discipline to, to being right alongside you guys and just telling you, hey, man, pick your hands up, man, cover your face, protect yourselves, you know what I mean? Right. That's, that's really awesome to see. Yeah, my dad was super active. He'd ride bikes with us. He did it all with us. I mean, camping, he, he was my coach for Little League. Mm -hmm. um, but my dad was real healthy, too. So he was he was always that way and that's kind of always been his thing mm -hmm. did you ever go with your father like to go to work or anything like that when he would he would be uh doing his blue collar job oh yeah and at the house man we were cutting our grass <laughs> at single digit ages trimming the hedges and doing all that if my dad was out there working believe me homie <laughs> we better be out there too <laughs> uh, we'd be inside playing a game or something and he'd go like what are you guys doing here <laughs> well you didn't tell us anything you'd be like i shouldn't have to tell you we're like all right we better get out there you know it, it's but crazy yeah. it's it's crazy how you say that because now nowadays kids don't even want to go outside i mean for us if we had to stay inside that was a punishment you know what i mean like right. it's crazy you know and it's kind of it's changed a lot the way everything's changed with this new generation and stuff like that it's like no we don't want to go outside it's like the heck's wrong with you <laughs> get outside <laughs> those are the best times you know and everybody you know all these kids they're, they're all into their video games too much and their telephones and things like that and they're missing out on a lot outside you know just having that creativity being a little kid making little little toys or weapons or whatever you're doing as a kid you know clubhouses mm -hmm. the whole nine yards so uh they're missing out but i think everybody's so like wrapped up in like kidnappers and things like that too that I get it. You know, it's all out there. So, and you want to protect your kids as well, but to answer mm -hmm. your question earlier, it's like, I definitely went to work with my dad, dude, <laughs> junior high, <laughs> summertime, we would go and he didn't make us. We wanted to, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that was one of the things that was always really good about my dad. Like he never forced us to do anything, but I think it was really neat that he always showed, he always like walked his talk. Right. I'd always see my dad hitting the heavy bag, hitting the speed bag. And I remember being a little kid, man, and I used to get like cinder blocks mm -hmm. and I used to cross them so I could stand on them because I couldn't reach the speed bag just mm -hmm. so I could hit it because I thought it was the neatest shit. Like just seeing him like hit it and, you know, just it was cool and it interested me. So that's going to be me, <laughs> you know, right? that's how I see it. If I see somebody excel, it's like, all right, that man did it. I could do it too. Mm -hmm. So that's just my thought process. And junior high he, like you said he would take us to work with them and we would just help him out we'd have lunch have a good time run our route do our thing and me and my brother we'd mess around and we'd cut mirrors out things like that and we had a good time we had fun good memories you know mm -hmm. absolutely your dad sounded like he was pretty intact he was pretty uh intentional with all his movements and stuff like that um how did he interact with your mom because i know that's a, that's a big thing bro is you know, because you're as a son, we have this special bond with our moms, right? We love our Absolutely. moms, you know, 
And the same thing with our daughters, our daughters, and I'm sure you could see that with your daughters. I mean, they have that bond with the father that can't be replaced, right? Absolutely. So how did your father interact with your mother? You know what I mean? And, and how did that affect you? Was it, was it a, like a positive thing? Like, did that teach you a lot about respecting women and stuff like that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, they have their arguments just like any other couple, but mm-hmm. nothing out of control, nothing too crazy. I mean, it was always respect. My mom was the type of mom that always made dinner every night. And, um, you know, she's Mexican, right? But mm-hmm. she didn't always cook Mexican food. I mean, she would do homemade Alfredo sauces. She was very diverse in what she made. So we got a ton of different types of food, different styles. I like to cook. A lot of that is because of my mom. My dad's a really good cook, too. So mm-hmm. um, it, it's, it's, it was good. My dad was very positive to her. They're still married. They've been married since 1980. So Wow. Yeah, they've been together forever. Hmm, man, that's so good to see too. Because I mean, I don't know how many people are divorced now. I mean, it seems like, man, someone sneezes and they're getting a divorce. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> that's it's crazy. You know what I mean? It's, you know, it's it's just it's it's crazy the way that happens. You know, um, oh, I I agree, and I'm part of all that. You know, but mm-hmm. you know, and, and I never expected any of that. But that's just life, and that's just how it goes. Right. Right. And the deal is to grow from it, right? Absolutely. Without change, you can't, you can't be better. And, you know, when I was younger, I was a little bit more hot headed, you know, and I always felt like if I'm on the right, I'm on the right. And that's Mm -hmm. it. There's no other way. But now that I'm older, I realize there's other right ways to do things without dealing with the consequences Mm -hmm. that come with something negative, you know? Yeah. So. Man, Ruben, I wanted to talk to you, man. I thank you for sharing about your family and just opening up with that. You know what I mean? That that's that gives us a, a background about you, you know, especially to our audience. Yeah, um, absolutely. How did you come across the line trade, brother? I've never asked you that. Uh, you know what? It's it's funny that you bring that up. You know, um, one of my homeboys, he was an apprentice for Southern California Edison. Mm-hmm. Uh, my boy Raymond, right? He's now a system operator out of the Deaver substation. But um we were at a 10 year reunion and we were kicking back. And at the time I was way healthy, working out a ton, super healthy. And I was really into rock climbing with my cousins, uh, Richard and Lonnie, which were super active in it. And um, he goes, look, homies, I like you rock climb, you do this, you do that. And he goes, what do you think about getting to this trade? I'm an apprentice doing this. Um, you can't get in as a meter mate anymore. Cause they're not doing that anymore. But, they, I ran to somebody and said he went to alignment college. And I go, look, just send me a text of one of these colleges and I'll do everything else myself. And the next day he shot me a text and said East LA Skills Center. And I just told him, thank you. And ever since then, I got online. I did my research. Um, I actually went to Los Angeles Trade Tech for climbing school back in fall of 2011. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Man, I was hearing all kinds of different information. One lady would tell me one thing, another lady would tell me another thing. I finally just went over there and just went to get all the information myself, um, became a student, and I was lucky enough to get in. And any opportunity that I've ever had in this trade, it's always been like, hey, you want to do this? And I just go, yeah, let's do it. And that's just how I've done. And so far, it's been successful for me. Mm-hmm. It seems like, and, and just, just you know all the years and stuff that i've known you you've always been that way you've always been like hey well let's do it let's do it you know 
Um, it's that, that confidence. And I contribute that to the confidence that was given to you at home by your father. You know what I mean? He helped build you up instead of break you down. I agree. You know? I definitely agree. And I think that's helped you out tremendously because like I said, dude, every single time, let's do it, Dave, let's do this. And I'm like, oh, come on. I'm like no, I don't want to do that. Uh, <laughs> that- I mean, the, the way I see it, man, like anything that, that you have, that's a challenge in life, right? Mm-hmm. You just go out and do it. And then you realize once it's done, you know what? It really wasn't that bad. And even if it was, you did it right. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, if one man could do it, I know I can. So that's just how I see things. And, um, you have that sense of accomplishment afterwards. And then next time you do it, you just have all the more experience to make yourself better, faster. Mm, no, I agree with you hundred percent, brother. Um, I know you traveled a lot in the apprenticeship. Uh, that's where I met you. I met you in Texas. Yeah. Um, that was Texas. <laughs> good old El Paso, Texas. You know? Oh, and, man. <laughs> you know, so with that being said, brother, I know you've had some difficulties that you have to overcome as an apprentice in the trade. Um, Can you uh, elaborate on that? Like, what are some of the things that you remember that you're like, dude, this sucked? You know what I mean? Um, You know, it's just one of those things. As an apprentice, we all go through it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You're always unloading all the pole piles, you know, all the pieces, or you're responsible for everything on the truck. And it's just, I just remember I used to keep a little notepad. I used to just write stuff down on it that, Cause I, I'd forget everything, you know, mm-hmm. I used to just write everything down and, you know, I had to make sure I had all my bolts, my material stocked up, everything ready for the next day's job. And it's just part of it. It's part of the program, and it, but it just makes you better as a lineman. So you, you know, you have everything you need. I go up in the bucket, you know, I use the hand line of course. Right. But yeah, I got everything I need. Like I'm not asking people for much, you know, if anything at all, but, um, as an apprentice, shit, I remember I was, because I did my apprenticeship out of 769. I remember just being downtown Phoenix. It was the middle of summer. It's about 125, 126 out. Uh, we're in an alley. It's all asphalt, block walls, both sides. And uh, we had like a pole change out. We were reconstructing, uh, re- reconducting some triplex through this alley. And it was a bunch of service drops uh, to homes and like little apartment buildings and stuff. And of course, I'm the apprentice, so I'm jumping over fences, you know, setting up the ladder, making up the services at the weatherheads, running back and forth here and there and everywhere. Dude, and my feet were burning, homie. (laughs) It was so hot out there and there was no breeze, no nothing. I couldn't drink enough water. I couldn't drink enough. (laughs) Pee a light or whatever I had going on, dude. But that's just part of it. You just, it's one of those trades and it's not for everybody, you know, but if you have the heart, you you have the willpower to, to do it, then man, then more power to you, you know, and you got to love this, you know, it's a, it's a great trade. It's the best thing that's happened to me. And I know mm-hmm. a lot of other people too. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you hundred percent. It is a great trade. And um, once again, I agree. It's not for everybody. Um, what do you think about how, more and more people are getting involved you know they're 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 wanting to become linemen it's almost like linemen now at days are becoming more well known right with these storms and everything like that and all the the uh you see it on instagram with the helicopter work you know working off the skid and stuff like that now everybody's like oh man that's cool i want to do that i want to do that you know and now you got every every tom dick and harry 
and women too, which is awesome. Right. I think, you know what I mean? Coming to right. our industry, but it's not for everybody. You're absolutely 100% right. We're getting a lot of um, attention like on Instagram and stuff like that. Cause I mean, you know, I post a lot of stuff on my stories as well. I don't put too much on my, um, like my main page or whatnot, but on mm -hmm. my stories, I stay pretty active and you know, it's cool. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm always out to help anybody. I have family members that I've helped, um, friends, friends of friends, anybody who's interested in, and has the love for it, then, you know, I'll bring my tools home and I'll take them out climbing. I've done it multiple times and it's not a big deal, like, because I love it that much, but I'm going to tell you out of everybody that I've taken out climbing and whatnot, mm -hmm. uh, nobody's ever gotten into the trade, mm. not one person. And, you know, cause I'll go up there and I'll show them, I'll explain to them how to climb or whatnot. And I'll show them, they go to do it. And they're like, man, you make it look easy. That's all mm. it is. You know, you just got to, you know, this is how you do it. And they're not moving or they get up there, their legs are trembling. And, you know, it's just, it's just mm -hmm. one of those things, but you have to try if, if that's what you really want. And um, you got to be able to overcome anything that comes your way. Because mm -hmm. I don't know how many times I've done things that I felt were sketchy and then I did them and I was like, oh, it's not that bad. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Especially working with me. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We had some good times. We, we had some really good times. We did a yeah. lot of scriptures, you know? Yep, for sure. <laughs> um, the funny part is like, uh, you know, I used to trip out because I'd go, I'd tell you, I'd be like, I'll oh, take me to my truck. I'm going to load up my car. I'm going to take my tools. Yeah. Yeah. And you would be loading your tools too. And I'd be like, what are you doing? Where are you going? You got to be back here on Monday. You know what I mean? <laughs> You'd be yeah. like, no dog, I'm going to take my tools. I'm going to go climb on the weekend. I'm like, really? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think to myself, I was like, man, this guy is squared away. He is, he's really passionate about this trade. And, you know, it, it was good to see, you know, I'd always kind of just keep that in the back of my head. Cause I was like, man, this guy's really fired up about it. He's, he's probably the only dude I know on the weekend. Who's out there freaking getting on a pole, finding a bear pole, you know, and yeah, just getting after it, you know, it's, it's what you put into it. It's your apprenticeship at the end of the day. And you're going to get, what you put into it you know if you want to be a, a minimalist you know just a because you know how it is there's lead mm -hmm. linemen there's good linemen and then there's linemen that are just getting by you know mm -hmm. so i mean you don't want to be one of those guys you know so i mean everything's necessary though right mm -hmm. we need our linemen and just because somebody may not need to be a lead lineman doesn't mean that they're not a really good lineman you know mm -hmm. So, I mean, everything's necessary, but yeah, you definitely don't want to be that guy that's getting bounced around from crew to crew. And, you know, you got to put your part in. It's just, it's not that hard. You know, we work every pole from, you know, from the bottom up and then from the top down. It's, you just keep, I keep everything simple. What I'm working on is what I'm working on at that moment. I don't even care about the next day's job, dude, to be honest with you. Why am I going to worry about that when I got today's job to go do, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's just how I see it. I keep everything simple, man. And before you know it, you're like, damn, I just did this poll with all this shit all on it, you know? <laughs> right. And it's done. It's not a big deal. No, it's good. I like the way you said that, how you put it in that perspective where, you know, when I'm on this poll, I'm on this poll. You know, yes. it's, it's easy to get overwhelmed, not just on line work, but in life in general. You know, uh, one of the things we say at the show up, dad, is be where your feet are. And that Absolutely. goes with our kids, you know what I mean? Don't be worried about all the unnecessary white noise that's out there. 
you know, stay focused where you're at. You know, if you're with your kids, be with your kids, have fun with them, spend those moments with them. I know we can't uh, always be there with them. Um, I know like, like for you, for instance, you're, you're going on storm, you know what I mean? Tomorrow, right? Yeah. I'm leaving tomorrow. We got called out and um, I'll be, I'll show up at six in the morning and then we're going to take off to go work in Lake Tahoe. And I don't know when we'll be back. I'm hearing it could be up to three weeks, but mm-hmm. it's going to be nonstop running yeah. and gun, doing our thing, you know, in the middle of single, single degree weather, storms, whatever, but it's what we do. It's what we signed up for. So I'm all about it. Yeah. That, then that's awesome, brother. I, I really appreciate you coming on here. You know what I mean? And just uh, being able to, to fit me in <laughs> your schedule, dude. <laughs> oh, you know? No problem, man. Anytime. Not a big deal. But uh, I want to transition to this uh, our topic that I want to talk about. I think right now, more than ever, as parents, one of the big things we can teach our children is how to handle change. And the way we handle change in our lives, they're going to see that. And that's going to be more important to them than us just telling them, hey, you need to do this. You need to do this, right? If right. they see how we react and we respond, it's going to do. it's going to be so much more beneficial for them. So that's why I wanted to call you on here because obviously, Ruben, you've had a lot of change in your life, brother, and you're still going through some right. changes. I've seen you go from a young man now to a, a more seasoned guy to a journeyman. And, you know, I have the utmost respect for you, dude. And um, I think that you coming on here and kind of just talking about us, you know, and how you handle change and how you navigate your emotions towards that, that change is going to be able to impact a lot of people out there, you know? Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, change is necessary. I mean, if you want to grow to your full potential as a, as a person, as an individual mm-hmm. in this world, I mean, you have to have change in your life. You can't be scared of it. And once you do make that change, you grow to somebody who's much better. And I really believe that anything that's ever happened in this trade that, you know, and I sacrificed a lot, you know, I, you know, like I said, I joined the union 2012 mm-hmm. March and, um, my first job was in West Texas, little city called Snyder, middle of nowhere, <laughs> uh, middle of nowhere, homie. Mm-hmm. And we were, it was working for Hankles McCoy. We were on a 345 line and it was a big job, but, um, you know, I missed out on a lot with my kids being away, you know, and, um, but I felt like it was necessary to give them a better life. So that's what I chose. Mm-hmm. And it didn't mean that I wasn't a part of their life because I, you know, I try to keep good communication, but not, it's not really the same, but, you know, I'm thankful for FaceTime and things like that because it just came out during that time. So, mm-hmm. but without that change, I wouldn't be where I'm at today and wouldn't be able to provide for them and give them the life they live now. You know, my oldest daughter's in college now and, you mm-hmm. know, me and her mother helped pay for her college. I mean, she really doesn't have any bills, but she's like, I tell her, I so like, just because you don't have any bills and she is still working you know Mm -hmm. she she works fast food raising canes you know that's her thing and um she wants her own money and i could appreciate that but at the same time i tell her i said your your job is your education so my goal is for you to just focus on that and don't think just because i'm paying for your college and i get you this and i get you that that you didn't earn it because you've always done well in school you continue to do well. Now, if you were messing up, that'd be one different thing, you know, but um, mm-hmm. you're doing it. So I'm doing my part to help you succeed. And be, so you could get that good paying job so you could buy your own house. So you could have your own cars. But for right now, 
I got this for right now and you take care of what you're supposed to be taking care of as you've been and everything's good. So don't think that I'm giving you anything because you've earned it. Mm -hmm. And it's awesome to see that she trusts you. I mean, that's a big, big aspect of uh, the father daughter relationship or father son relationship is they got to be able to trust you. And obviously she trusts you. And that that's amazing, bro. That is, that's such a good feeling to see or even hear your story to know that your daughter can trust you. Like, and I I just want to touch base on this real quick while we're on this subject. Uh, My daughter came up to me, some little boy asked her out, you know, my daughter's 15. Mm. She came and showed me the text. You know what I mean? That he asked her out and she asked me what I thought. And that's just a testament to her having that trust with me and knowing that, Hey, I can go to my dad with anything. Cause before I didn't have that, bro. She didn't even talk to me. She, Right. Nothing. You know what I mean? You know, my story, brother. Right. Right. So it is, is it's an, it's an amazing feeling when we gain their hearts. Absolutely. To come to us and just lay it out there and be like, Hey dad, what do you think? Do you think this guy's a good dad? What do you think? And I'm like, or not a good dad, a good guy. And I'm like, I don't know. How does he act around you? <laughs> you know, do I need to yeah. choke him out or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I hear you completely. And you know, one of the things is because you know I came from the Redlands Yard and I'm out in Menifee right now. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been really nice because my daughters are out there. So sometimes I'll be off early enough to where I could go pick them up. We'll go have dinner and, and just hang out and spend a little bit more extra time. And you know, me and my oldest daughter were having dinner. It's probably about three weeks ago or so. And then we talk about those things just like what you're talking about with her boyfriend and stuff and she's not with him anymore. And I'm just like, that's great. <laughs> You're like, yes. <laughs> you know, it's for a good reason, you know, and, and uh, I just, I always told her since she was a little girl, you know, you're, you're a smart girl and you make smart decisions and it seemed to hold up pretty well. And I do that to all my daughters. And, mm-hmm. um, I, I want to say that it's some certain effect. It, it's actually scientific study to where, um you say certain things like that and it actually becomes like a reality and i didn't even notice it i was just <laughs> mm-hmm. there are smart girls and you do make smart decisions and then come to find out you know they they really are doing it and, and it's nothing to take away from them because they're the ones walking their own path and i tell them you're doing it mm-hmm. i have this <laughs> this one daughter right so there's mariah that's my middle daughter and she's super great at numbers math and everything AP calculus, she's doing really well, right? So my younger daughter, Isabel, right? She's uh, just walked in right now and just gave me that look real quick. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so she actually got an award in her school for being the top in math for the eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And Mariah's super confident. She's like, you're welcome. And I looked at her like, what do you mean? <laughs> Is she goes, uh, well, thanks to me, I'm the one who helped her out with all her work, you know, thanks to me, the only reason why she got it. So that's partially my award. And I go, Mariah, like, yeah, you helped her, but your sisters, you guys stick together. What you may not be good at, your sister may be good at, but as a unit, you guys are strong. So don't forget that. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, your sister's the one who did the work, not you. You may have showed her formulas or whatnot or how to do work, but she's the one still doing that. So you can't take that away from her, you know? And then she mm. just looked like, yeah, it's still half mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Uh, yeah, they're characters. It, it's, it's crazy how they're always striving for our affirmation, huh? 
it's 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 pretty neat man kids are awesome yeah i mean I, i've noticed that with even say like with my two boys right yeah i'll give one of them a, a attaboy next right. thing you know everybody wants an attaboy just like that you know what i mean like Nicole, <laughs> why why help them do this and my little bro you know the baby will be like well, daddy, I was brave. So I was there. And it's like, everybody wants an out of boy or an out of girl, you know? And it's just like, they just want that affirmation from their father. Yes. You know? And, yes, they do. And it, it's but, good to see that you talked about that, about how speaking life, you know, you, you talked about how you kept saying you, you guys are smart and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And yeah, absolutely. That, that, that's speaking life into them. You know what I mean? And that's important as fathers. We need to speak that life into, into them so they can know that they're wanted and, 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 and needed and cared for and loved. You know what I mean? Um, that's one of the things I never really got as a child. I never was told uh, out a boy or nothing like that. It was just like, right. You didn't get your butt kicked. So that was a good thing. You, know what <laughs> I mean? you must've did something right. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, to be, to be honest with you, you know, kids, in my opinion, don't really need much. It doesn't matter if you have the most or if you have the least in life, because I, I treat everybody with respect, right? I don't mm -hmm. care if you have nothing or if you have a whole lot. If you're a good person, then you're a good person and you're going to get that mutual respect coming to you. Now, if you're disrespectful, that's something different, right? Yeah. And I, I know good and bad on both sides of the fence, people that have a lot and they're just not good people. Yep. Um, but I know people that have nothing and they're the best, you know? And people that have nothing, they're just scandalous. But that's just how it goes. So I try to I treat everybody equal. I don't care about any of that. You know, that's just not me. And especially mm -hmm. with my two sons, you know, I, I give one of them a hug. The other one's jumping on me to get another hug. So you're 100% correct on that. 100%. It's just, but it's amazing, though. These kids are, they're just great. And um, I was saying, though, before was um, as a parent, whether you have a lot or nothing, all a kid needs, in my opinion, is just genuine, real love. Mm. You know, and every every parent says they love their kids. But if you really make them feel that love, I mean, it's pretty hard to screw up as a parent. That's yeah. it. That's all they need, dude. And they come out pretty successful just with that. Just being genuine with them um, and just showing them real, genuine love. That's it. It's that simple. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think that's one of the big things is as people, we tend to think that it's a lot harder. Um, and we were never given a blueprint on how to be a father and stuff like that. So I think we make it a lot harder and then we're hard on ourselves as well as fathers. You know what I mean? Like when we make a mistake, whatever, you know, I, I know a lot of guys out there like, man, I screwed up again. I screwed up again or whatever. You know what I mean? It's right. like, dude, dust yourself off, learn from your mistake. Kids are very resilient. You know what I mean? And, and right. make make those adjustments, you know. And and one of the uh, guests I had on earlier today, he's another lineman. He talked about how he likes to incorporate his children into everything that's going on. He doesn't like any kind of uh, hid anything hidden from his kids. He doesn't hide anything from his kids. You know what I mean? Right. According to it, it being age appropriate, right? Right. But he likes to not have an elephant in the room. In the room. He, uh, he likes to talk about it. He doesn't like to sweep any kind of dark secrets underneath the rug. He says that that's, that's, that's setting him up for failure is what he said. You know, and uh, in his life, 
that happened with him and his mom. They didn't even know his mom was sick. Mm. And they just kind of hit it. The dad and the mom just kind of hit it. And they grew up thinking, you know, mama doesn't like us. You know, what's wrong with mom? Why does she act the way she was? She was right. an op- She was addicted to opiates. Right. And they never knew that until he grew up. So the whole right. entire time he grew up and his siblings grew up thinking that mom couldn't stand them. And it was just because she was having this 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 need that she needed to be taken care of with the opiates, you know, because she had an addiction right. issue, you know. Right. So no, he's, I- he's very adamant now in telling his kids that, hey, this is what's going on, you know, and I think that's pretty important, you know. No, I, I get it. And it sounds like it was something that really affected his life tremendously. And mm-hmm. um, for whatever reason, he wasn't able to recognize that in his mother, you know. So mm-hmm. um, that was a pretty curious kid. So I was always <laughs> looking around, figuring figuring things out, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we oh, were yeah. gone, man, all the time. Me and my brother, we were, mm-hmm. we, were, we were always together. We were always out and about. And it wasn't always for the best, but. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of good memories with them, and we, we we've done a lot of good things together. Ruben, I wanted to ask you, brother, how do you know when it's time to make a change, dude? Like when it's time to cut your losses and move on. When it's time to cut my losses and move on, you just feel it. Mm-hmm. I, 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 for me at least, you know, I just feel it, right? Mm-hmm. Say I'm somewhere, and I'm just like, all right, well, off to the next, you know, not a big deal. Mm-hmm. So then I ask for a term slip and keep it moving. And that goes for personal life, everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have to, um, you know, because, you know, you know my story, right? You, yeah. I've been single for about two years, mm-hmm. you know, going through the divorce and all that stuff. And you just have to just be real with yourself, like, as an individual, right? Because, you know, just going through the life that I've been through, I'm not trying to play any games with anybody or doing any of that. It's... I just, I have to be myself and I have to be happy. Right. Mm-hmm. And that other individual has to be happy and they have to be themselves. I don't want to be with somebody that's adjusting themselves just to make me happy because that's fraudulent. Right. Yeah. You yeah. just be you and I'm just me. And in turn, if we're both happy, then we're going to make each other happy. And I just haven't found that person yet, but I'm in no rush. I am taking my time and I'm not settling for anything that. Mm-hmm. And that's just where I'm at. And that's goes along with the change, right? Um, if it isn't right, it isn't right. And you just got to keep it moving and move forward. And if you need that change, you just feel it. And it's just like, you just got to go with your gut and just move on it. And then you just grow into something so much better. You just keep adapting, building yourself as an individual and just become stronger, more resilient, and just a so much better person. And I think anything that's rushed, is not right you know that's that's one of the things that i've noticed about situations that i'm going to come into or whatever you know what i mean that 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 helps me make a lot of the decisions i make is if it feels rushed dude and i'm not comfortable with it it's not right you know what i mean (laughs) i i I agree and the same thing is rushing decisions for opportunities as well other than like with the trade and it's more so like i forgot what it was it was um I want to say my daughter had like a opportunity for some job or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she had told him um, that she was already going to take another job elsewhere or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I go, that's good and everything because your mind was set and you and wanted to do, but you still, you got to understand it's an opportunity and just um, 
instead of taking it or declining it right away, just mm -hmm. ask them like, hey, you know what? I really appreciate you um, considering me for this position. Can you give me till tomorrow to think about this and I'll call you tomorrow with my decision? Because mm -hmm. you're not, you know, a lot of the, those times those things come to you pretty rapid and a lot of people aren't sitting there really thinking about is that what they want to do or what they don't want to do. So it's good for those kinds of things to just take a day and just like really think about if that's what you want to do. But there's also times, like I said, in the trade, and a lot of the reason why I've done well is because people would come to me and be like, hey, you ready to do this? I'm like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> like, <laughs> whether I was nervous or not, or whatever the case was, I'm going to find out today and we're going to do it, right? So mm -hmm. it just, it's just, you got to know how to um, choose those different battles, right? And just move mm -hmm. on it and just grow as an individual. <laughs> How have you uh, shown your children? I mean, like I said, you've had a, a lot of change to the divorces and stuff like that. Right. Um, how are you able to show your kids how to handle change? Because that's a change, dude. I mean, it was a change for them. How did you, how are you able to navigate and help them to, to deal with change as well? You know, I'm just showing them love, no changes in this life. It's all, mm -hmm. it doesn't just because, you know, it didn't work out with mom doesn't mean anything changed with us you know i still love them everything's still good they have their own space mm -hmm. we spend our time together and we do our thing so uh just making them feel comfortable and, and I, I think a lot of it too is just um me not having negative to say about mom you know mm. i could sit there and i could do that and, and you know but it's not going to help them because at the end of the day the way i see it regardless on everything that i'm dealing with with their mother you know, um, they still love their mom, right? Yep. They still love their mom and I get it. And, um, later on in life, they can figure that out on their own. Or if they have questions, I won't have a problem talking to them about it. Mm -hmm. But for right now, you know, you get one mom, you get one dad. And, and, um, at the end of the day, they just want to see us get along. Mm -hmm. And I don't have, you know, to them, nothing negative to say about her. Uh, most parents in my situation are like that yeah but um you know and she's like that with me which is okay because that's just her that's her own self mm -hmm. that's her own character but she's not going to put me in a situation where it changes my character as a man and how I do and the respect that I carry mm -hmm. like no that's she could be that person I'm still going to be me and um at the end of the day the kids feel that you know they don't need any of that mm -hmm. and it's good to show them I, I liked what you said that you show them love and uh you show them acceptance because at that time their kids are really weird in the way they deal with situations they tend to to take it upon themselves and say you know i must have not been good enough you know mom and daddy are fighting because of me or whatever you know what i mean kids do that for, for some odd reason you know i had a doctor talk about that and uh, it's good to show them that acceptance, you know, because acceptance starts at the home. You know what I mean? If you're showing them that no matter what, you still love them, they're still accepted by you at the home. They're not going to go and seek the acceptance in the arms of some young guy or some drug or, or, or a gang or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. And yeah, at the end of the day, it, it is all about love for the kids, you know, and Mm -hmm. um that's really all it comes down to man it's it's all they need that's it and they've been they're really good about everything they don't have any issues um and they're they're smart enough and you know they're only five and seven but they're <laughs> smart enough to know what's right and what's wrong if you know what i mean 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just, I just, you know, say, Hey, you ask for their mommy, you go live that life. It's that life you chose. This is what you want to go live that life, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So uh, that's all I have to say about that, man, without getting too, too crazy with it, you know? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Ruben, looking back, do you feel like you would have done things differently at all, brother? Like what would you have done differently? What would I have done differently? Mm -hmm. Honestly, uh, I'm very happy and content with my life. Mm-hmm. I lived a good life growing up. I had a fun childhood. Um, man, um, raised great kids. Um, my gr- the girl's mom, I mean, she's a great person. We're still best of friends now. Uh, my first wife, right? Mm-hmm. We were together when I was 18 as a senior in high school, and she's just an awesome person. And I'm really happy with the relationship that we have now. You know, uh, mm-hmm. we get along so great. She's like my best friend now. And um, I don't regret anything, right? And as for my other wife, I just feel like God saw something that I didn't, right? So mm-hmm. to me, it's a blessing to have her out of my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm good with it. And um, I live a great life. I have great kids. When I have my kids, I have my kids. And, you know, I have my cars and I do that. Um, and I go out and I have a good time. Mm-hmm. I just live my life and enjoy it to the fullest. Mm-hmm. So Speaking of speaking of cars brother how is that car coming around oh the 46 is yeah. it's laying low it's sitting on the floor right now <laughs> it's all c-notched in bags so when i get back from the storm it's gonna look different when i get back believe that <laughs> oh heck yeah, yeah man i'm gonna go take it to paint pretty soon I'm, I'm gonna go midnight blue with it oh really so, yeah i'm gonna go midnight blue and then i gotta get a, a lot of chrome and stuff to throw on there so yeah it's gonna be it's it's beautiful right now right mm-hmm um but when i'm done with it it's gonna be <laughs> dialed in. yeah then time to move on to the next one you know yeah oh yeah <laughs> dude i've been looking at this guy on instagram and uh he has a 65 lincoln continental that yeah. thing is dirty get it <laughs> i know pull, pull the trigger pull the trigger i know i keep telling my buddy brock i'm like <laughs> man if i get one of these i'm gonna have to park it at your garage because he has a badass shop and stuff and and those Lincolns are long, dude. Dude, won't fit in your garage. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the forty six is sitting in my garage right now, and then um, the next one that I want to go for is either a sixty two or sixty three convertible SS. Ooh. And it was just more my style, you know. So mm-hmm. my bomb is cool, and it's cool to cruise in. I mean, it'll move. I have a three fifty in there with the seven hundred R transmission, but um. Yeah, the the convertible that's just always been my my dream car from a kid, you know. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely, and it's cool to to like have those. Like my daughter, she's taking an interest in cars too, and uh, she's always asking me, she's like, "Daddy, can we get a, a, a an SS Malibu?" You know what I mean? That's yeah, a, that's, yeah, yeah. that's her dream car, so she wants to get one of those, and uh, nice. She wants to start working on it, you know, and it, it it's really cool to to incorporate them in, in some of our hobbies and stuff, you know, like that I told you earlier, we're skateboarding. <laughs> yes. I, I agree with you 100%. And, and I grew up with a lot of those cars. My dad, he still has a 55 Bel Air that's Ooh. completely restored, beautiful car, but just being a kid, you know, we've had a 54 Bel Air, um, a 50 fleet line. We had a lot of different older cars growing up that my dad had. And I would be out there with them, handing them tools, 
just learning because I was curious, you know, and, uh, mm-hmm. but it's a lot of time that we spent together that I always remember as, you know, growing up. So mm-hmm. that's another way that we really bonded a lot is just working on cars and just a love for older cars and just, just the smell of them, you know, they, yeah. <laughs> they're built right. I mean, they're fun to work on. I mean, it's just a great time, man. And then once it's complete, you know, cause the, the 55 that my dad has been in our family since the early seventies. So, oh wow, yeah, it's been around a long time and it's a 100% restore. And it's just, he just cruises it and that's what he spends most of his time on now. Mm-hmm. Now that's really cool, man. Ruben, I want to ask you one thing before we get off here, brother, what can you tell a young lineman, young apprentice who's coming up in the trade about change? What, what is one bit of truth that you could share with them about dealing with change? Cause you know, change happens a lot in this trade. Just accept it, accept it, accept it and move on it. It shouldn't even be like a feeling of like, should I do this? Should I do that? Just okay. And run with it. Just don't just open that door because it's, I I say the door because Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a door to opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. Don't just open it or think about, should I open it or not? Run through that door, go break that door open. Mm-hmm. and just be the best that you could be as an individual and whatever somebody else is doing don't worry about that you just do what you do and um handle your business as you know you should mm-hmm. man it's it's awesome that you said that because that's going to be one of our podcast topics coming up is not worrying about teaching our kids not to worry about what the other person's doing because i think too many people and i'm sure you've seen it in our trade and in life and everything everybody's worried about the other guy and it's like dude mind your damn business don't worry about him worry about what you're doing right absolutely and i mean we all want to be the best we all want to be the fastest we you know but you you can't sit there you know so you know some guys just get all the all the easy stuff you know and it's okay (laughs) like whatever they give me, just let's go do it. Let's go handle it. Like it doesn't matter. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's what we do. And so we signed up for and just go handle your business, man. I remember just, uh, I used to hate that cause you'd be busting your butt. And then all of a sudden they would let this guy who couldn't handle something, you know, and <laughs> you remember how that yeah. went, dude, they it, would be like, happens. yeah, let him go it, do it, that. You know, it does happen. You know, you, you know, you, as a GF, I understand though, you have your crews that, you know, mm-hmm. could get these certain jobs done and you have your other crews that you may not have that confidence in. So, you know, I get it. Cause at the end of the day, you're, you're trying to meet a goal. So, but yeah, it's nice to get a bone thrown at you every once in a while though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. You're, we're going to get off today. It's a, we're going on a two week Christmas break, right? Next thing you know, we're doing backyarders. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Well, right on, Ruben. Thank you for coming on, brother. And uh, you have fun up there and uh, be safe out there, man. I, I appreciate you coming on and, and sharing all this information with our audience. And, uh, you know, if someone wants to ask you some questions or anything like that, brother, how can they reach you? Um, they can hit me up on my IG, mm-hmm. uh, Ruben Rodriguez 248, or just contact you and then, um, you know, I could shoot him my number or whatever, or we could talk or, it, you know, I'm all about, you know, helping people out of the trade or whatever we got to do to make it better. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, um, one thing that I'm really trying to work on as a lineman now more mm-hmm. is trying, you know, just becoming a better teacher. Cause 
as linemen, we get too caught up in trying to be the fastest, trying to do this, trying to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of our apprentices aren't getting the education that they should be getting because we don't care. It's like, just give me this, give me this, give me this, and let's go, mm-hmm. you know? And um, a lot of them don't understand, or they're maybe a fifth step, but they're really a second or third step, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think um, what hit it best was my last one, my buddy Rodney, he would be like, would you want, you know, to be an apprentice on our crew, would you want him to train your kids? Mm. This is our future, right? I'd be like, uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) And and that really hit home for me. And then, you know, uh, that's one thing that I I do got a lot of respect for the man for. He just helped me to slow down a little bit and then just explain to these up and coming um, men, you know, Mm -hmm. to help more understand what they're doing instead of just being programmed like a robot Mm -hmm. and just doing it. So that's that's one thing that I'm working on as an individual. In any way I could help out, I'm going to do it. Absolutely. And that's what we need in this trade. We need uh, good fathers like you, yourself, uh, good mentors and good leaders, good journeymen, you know what I mean? To, to be able to carry on this trade and just try to help men be better as a whole, you know? That's true, man. Because I mean, we all know what we could get away with, right? Mm-hmm. We're trained a certain way, but we all cut corners in our own ways, just being linemen. And uh, if I have that apprentice up there with me, and I'm cutting all these corners that I know I can, that I understand why I can, mm-hmm. but he doesn't, right? So he right. thinks that's the right way to do something. And he goes out and does that once he becomes a lineman. That's just his regular way he does stuff. Mm-hmm. And then being a lineman, he's going to start cutting corners from those corners. And next thing you know, that's that breaks down our industry, our you know, IBW members, our craftsmanship. Because at the end of the day... Um, you know, there's only two things that you got as a man and that, you know, this goes out to my boy Rodney too, that he always like pounded into me too. You just have your word and your craftsmanship as a man. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I believe that what could you do that another man can't do? Heck yeah. No, I agree with that hundred percent brother. Um, once again, Ruben, thank you and be safe out there, bro. I, I thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate you. Yeah. Really thanks for having me, man. No problem. Absolutely, bro. We'll be safe and we'll be talking at you soon. Okay. All right. Talk to you later, man. Have a good one. You too, brother.